Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Backpacking and Blisters family, it's been a while. This is Derek Somerville. I am alongside the only man who has ever sat down and had apples and peanut butter with a Bigfoot, Carl mm. Carl, it's been a while. Yeah, and you already introduced yourself, but you, you're try- I think you're trying to take my stab at you away, but with trying. me is Derek Somerville, trying. like he's already mentioned. <laughs> and when he goes on a backpacking trip... He takes a plane sometimes, and the thing that makes him the most nervous is the insecurity check because he always feels like he's going to do it wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. The, the insecurity check. check. That was yeah. good. That was good. <laughs> it's a slow improvement. Slow improvement. I think I like we've it. dealt with self-esteem issues throughout, so that just coincides. I feel like this podcast is your therapy session for life as well. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, we just had a quote from, or a soundbite from Brian Regan, one of my favorite comedians. Yes. And kind of giving away a little bit about what we're going to talk about, which is how to bring the high-maintenance folk. Mm. Who are the high-maintenance folk? Mm. Yes. There are quite a few of those types of people, I would say. Right. So, so, so we who? could. You want me to give you some? Give me yeah, list some, some for you. Yeah. Uh, I would say people with bad attitudes. Okay. I would say obviously kids can be high maintenance. Uh, right. I would say a potential. Um, no, inexperienced backpacker could be that high could, maintenance. They could, they could create some some maintenance issues for sure. I think what we're getting at mainly is the kids. The teenagers mm. could be some people, some adults that might have some issues with these things. You got to be concerned about it, especially if you're if you're the kind of person that wants to like drag everybody on a backpacking trip, whether they want to come or not. True. But yeah, so I think. But here's the thing. Here's here's why we're doing this episode between the seasons is because I'm not sure kind of how this is going to go in regard to like, you know, is this hitting all of our audience or what what percentage we're really hitting with this? And even though. If you are somebody that doesn't have kids yet, like this is something that you can kind of tuck in the back of your mind, or if you're somebody that has kids but doesn't want to take them, um, hopefully this will be motivating to you. If you if the kids have come and gone and you're a grandparent, well, maybe you could take your grandkids. I don't know. Mm. And we have a, like a teenage contingent that listens to our podcast, and so they might be able to take some of these tidbits and apply them to their own, you know, their own trips and make them better. True. So true. 
Let's get mainly to, kids, yeah. but you but sort of applicable to some other folks as well. I think. Yeah, I think yeah, that's true. Kids and young adults, like teenagers, still. I guess I'm lumping them in with the kids too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. That sounds good. Uh, you okay. had some questions. Do you have tidbits for us? We haven't done tidbits in a while <laughs> since the last episode. I know. I do have some tidbits. So first of all, I want to say that uh, Spagiver from a few episodes back is. Mm is my kind of guy because he actually sent you the thing he promised. He sent you the hammock, right? He did send me the hammock. I received it. I have it in my backpack ready to go. I was doing like a mock uh, pack session uh, the other day actually to make sure I could get everything I needed. Um, But I haven't heard back from him. I've written him and said, thank you. I'm so excited, blah, blah, blah. I haven't heard back from him. So Spagiver, if you're listening, shoot me a message. Let me know you got my thank you because I am appreciative. Yeah. So. I was about to say there's a 75% chance you've not thanked him yet. <laughs> well, you're wrong, my friend. I hey. was wrong on that one. <laughs> I am very grateful. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm actually looking forward to checking it out as well. And he, I thanked him as well, even though he sent it to you. But You thanked him for me? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Thanks, no, Dad. I just thanked him because I, I was going to use it, use it too, but he he responded to me. And he said something, ah, man, I should have brought it up. But he said something to the effect of like, yeah, like, of course I'd send it to you. I told you I was going to send it to you. Why would I not do that? Right. And I responded by saying, have you been listening to our podcast with the kinds of guys that we go along with? (laughs) And so then he said, okay, fair enough. So yeah, that was really nice. That was awesome that you did that. That was one tidbit. Mm -hmm. Another one was um, one of our listeners, Mark V. He, Mm -hmm. well, he's got an interesting story as well that we might, I don't know if we'll get to, but um, he's he's going to do actually like a YouTube video about like a Q&A about bringing kids. And so when he gets that out there, I'll, I'll post it on our Facebook page. Nice. And he brought his son, oh man, I forget his son's age, for the first time. And he actually made a video about that. And I'll post that this week uh, to see how that went. I think um, he wisely just like filmed the highlights, not any like meltdowns or anything like that. So which is Ooh, smart. I kind of want the meltdowns. You don't want the drama? You don't want to see that? So I think for us, it might be kind of fun, like in retrospect. But yeah. well, we can talk about this real quick. If you're trying to create like good memories for your kids, you want to focus on the highlights and you want to motivate them to go back out there. So if you show them like having a meltdown and then like you're filming it, that's not going to be very positive. But let me let experience. me piggyback on that and say, if you do and you should film the meltdowns and the and the bad stuff, because then you can show it to them when they're older and be like, look, look what I had to put up with, and you can have <laughs> you can laugh about it. It's going to be good. If stuff. you if you were able to hang on to that until they're older, then yes, I golden. agree with that for sure. But I think it's gonna, it's, it's going to take some editing skills, though. You know. Right. So. It is, and it's not reality TV, right? We're not like trying to create meltdowns with people no. and then capture them. Do well, you have to though? I mean, it's going to happen. You know. Yeah, I guess I kind of am. Like I we get meltdowns the, on our trips, you know. Right with the adults. Yeah, you I'm probably going to have one. Well, let's be honest. Annually, yeah. Right. Last trip, real quick. I think you kind of had a meltdown because uh, you he just you know we played a lot of games on the trip and Carl's just like I'm not I'm done like I don't want to play games this is <laughs> stupid like I'm not winning so I don't want to play it was kind of one of those right. like you know I felt kind of bad for you. I took my ball and went home kind of a thing. You did, yeah. So And that's okay. Yeah. You know, I I understand that it's not as important to you as winning the uh, Strider Award. So, you right. know, we all have our th- focus, so. 
That's true. Let's get let's That's get true. to these kids. Let's figure out what yeah, to do okay. about these kids. So I've got a whole list. Like I feel like first okay. of all, there's books that have been written about this. Good. There yeah. have been Backpacker magazine articles like multiple times about this, and I feel like they still don't really get to all of it. So we'll touch on mm-hmm. some of that stuff, but I definitely have some other ideas that might be helpful. Okay. And I also have for you some challenging scenarios and a very unanswerable question that we can all have a good laugh at. So okay. we'll, get, we'll get to that later, though. An unanswerable question. <laughs> I mean, maybe you can answer it. I don't know. We'll see. I'll have something for you. I'm sure I'm you will. right. <laughs> but, I, you know, we typically do our, like, our list of threes, and this isn't going to be quite as applicable for this episode, which, again, is why I think it's good for the Between the Seasons. Right. I just simply have like a long list of things we could talk about, and we'll probably not get to all of them. And so... Before you throw your scenarios at me, I think I think you just have to give me a topic and then I'll I'll cover it. So, mm. so Dare, just throw like a topic that you think might come up when bringing somebody to high maintenance, a kid, a teenager, whatever, and I'll tell you what I got for it. A teenager or a kid. Um, yeah, I think the I think the issue of of uh, bugs comes up pretty regularly. I would feel like if it's, if it's like a new environment for a kid or a a teenager and they're not used to all these like mosquitoes in their face or flies. Right. What do I do, Carl, if I'm a kid or, you know, how can you help (laughs) me out? (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? If you're the trip leader. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So bugs were a big one. We did not time it well one year and we, um, we had the kids in Yosemite in ages four and six, I think. And my son, age four, handled the bugs fine, like did not bother him. But we were literally hiking through clouds of mosquitoes. Ugh. And I brought, I did bring bug spray, but I didn't bring nearly enough. I, I kind of brought it more like, just as like like a backup, but it needed to be a main like part of our gear. And so mm. I think even though sometimes you don't, you don't, like I never bring the bug spray right. when we're right. going just as guys. But I think with the kids, you got to be over prepared with that kind of stuff. So bringing ample bug spray, That's but true. also getting some intel and, and trying to time it with, when the mosquitoes are out and then and then if you do hit a bad if you just you're not very flexible with your schedule obviously you camp in a breezy area whether it's on like a pass or top of a hill or Mm -hmm. um get that campfire going get that campfire going man yeah it's huge keeps them away so let me let me ask you this about the bugs and do you find like because if i if i'm going with my kids hypothetically i feel like i would revisit the gear list and just double check things because there's lots of things that you and i know don't bring to keep things light Oh, like, right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to bring bug spray, but maybe I need to revisit that list and be like, ah, oh, could my kids use that? Yeah, mm. probably. Um, and you then You don't want to have a case of essentialitis. You on don't. A kid right. Exactly. Right. Um, that being said, do you find it. Do you find it necessary to be like, okay, we're on this trip. I'm not, I could bring all this extra like bug gear, maybe a mesh hat, blah, blah, blah. I could bring all this right. stuff to keep my kids comfy. But is that helping them kind of with, like, the norm? Are they going to be, like, you know what I mean? Like, are they going to expect that every time? Like, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Or do you want them to kind of expect, like, you're not going to have a bug hat every Like, this time. is not how it is when the guys go or What are you going to do when the bug go. hat gets a hole in yeah. it? Blah, blah, Okay. Just just real side note, like, I have this kind of running list of things that we're going to hopefully get to today in the podcast. Mm. And I told Derek specifically, like, let's not mention the gear list for the kids quite yet because, like, we'll throw that in the end and... First like, thing. that's pretty much the second thing you mentioned. First nice. thing. Nice. Second thing. <laughs> Look, man, that's how important it is. But we'll get to it. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into it deeper later then, fine. Okay. But no, it is a modified gear list for sure. And yeah, yeah you, I think as they get more used to it, as they get older, you just start paring things down and you don't need to bring as much stuff and they mm. get used to hiking and they 
they don't fall as much. Like, you know, like I could take my kids on a day hike and guarantee that we're going to have one or both kids eat it multiple times. And now we're down to like, they might eat it like once. So that's, um, uh, that's fewer band-aids, right? Band-aids. That's, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Fewer. Yeah. So, so fair point, but, um, bug is a big one because bugs can definitely ruin the trip. So you definitely want to be prepared Mm. for the bugs. So Mm. that's one. All right. what, What else you got? Okay, next topic. Uh, let's 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 jump up to the teens. Let's let's talk about okay. teens for a minute. Okay, um, you know when I was in church group, going to you know on trips with the church group, high school group, they'd always say you know there's going to be these microwave couples who like pop up, and it's like a lot of drama on the trip. Mm. So if I'm going on a backpacking trip, do I want to bring just a friend, or do I want to bring the boyfriend or girlfriend that might be more than a friend more than a friend now let me preface by saying if i've been dating this person like three or four years is that probably a lot different than if i've been dating them three weeks or whatever right you know what i mean so what do you what do you have about that topic so i have not this is actually one path i've not gone down i've brought the teenagers for sure but i had a group of guys and i did not even allow the girls to go from this youth group. And the girls were like, we can handle it. And I was like, I believe you, but I don't know if I can handle it. So <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. you're not invited. No, I think I said, if you can get a girl leader to go and that's fine, but they, they couldn't find one. So mm. I think that, yeah, if in terms of like a co-ed trip there, I've heard stories of like, okay, the guys are going to camp here. Right. The girls are going to camp like a mile or two down the trail. And that does not solve the problem. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So playing it safe, I would just say, no, I feel don't like, bring them. Yeah. I you think, can, yeah. I bring a friend, yeah. bring a friend. Awesome. But not a girlfriend or boyfriend. I feel like so. in every trip that I went on or was a leader on, which was quite a few, um, hormones win every time. Like the right. kids are going to find a way to be kids if that right like hey we've hiked 20 miles today i ha- you guys have nothing left you're just curling up in your sleeping bags <laughs> but somehow you're gonna wake up at midnight and then sneak out if bobby likes Susie, he's gonna find her you know what i mean like it's right. gonna happen right so and that's, that's not like, something that i want to do with yeah, you know yeah I, I got you there so be aware of that for sure yeah that makes sense so that makes sense. i think yeah we have a one of our listeners mr wallace he's um somebody that takes teenagers and takes just different types of teenagers that, that just might need that wilderness experience, but may not have access to it. And I think it's super awesome that he does that. And I think, mm. I think he's had success with the co-ed trips, but he's experienced. And so I think early on until you kind of get your bearings, I think it's safe just to, just to say no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What else? That's good. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about the, uh, the peeing and the pooing with the kids, the little kids. You know, I knew you were going to bring this one up because is is this is it fair to say this is your favorite topic? It's I mean, it's a it's a very prevalent topic. I mean, you, you have kids, <laughs> you can't be dealing with pee and poo. I mean, it's it's just part of the deal. Okay, so you've you I think you just want to share a diaper story. Is that fair to say? You, are you reading my list? Is that what you're doing? I think. Well, <laughs> I, I know you had some pee poo stuff on yours, and that's great. But I'm gonna I, dig. I got my own. I got my own pee poo story. More, yours, more I feel like story. yours is more PG. I'm gonna dig deep. I'm gonna go a little bit deeper into the poo, if you will. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, 
We're gonna wade. So I'm thinking this. So you're on the trip. You got little. <laughs> you're dis- you're so disgusting. Let's. Look, I'm just gonna throw some reality at you. Okay. Okay. If let's say you're on the trip, you got a two year old, three year old, whatever. Like, there's multiple little kids on the trip. They're uh, they're wearing diapers. Okay. They do a big pee. They do a big poo multiple times a day. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of weight. You know. So I think your is your question: Is it worth bringing kids that young? I, that's that's one. I don't say is it worth it. I'm just saying, is that something that you have you have to be aware of? Like, hey, you're gonna just tack on an additional five to ten pounds of like pee poo, depending mm. on how many kids are there and how many diapers are there. You know what I mean? So this is all about your level of motivation of going backpacking with your kids because it's not gonna be. <laughs> it's gonna be the the younger they are, the less enjoyable it's gonna be as far as like relaxation time, unless you're lucky with naps and stuff. But like, I just know how many times a day. A parent changes the diaper, and it's it those those suckers those diaper genies fill up quick, and they are right. not light. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so we both brought our kids. I brought um, Max when he was one and a half years old, and you brought Riley when she was about one year, maybe a little little older than one. Right. And I would not do that again. And why? <laughs> Let's talk about I, why. <laughs> okay, well, just just like what you're saying, just carrying the extra weight constantly watching the kids around you know sharp sticks and right dangerous things right. but but as far as just going to the bathroom is concerned like i don't know if we want to do an episode on the proper way to go to the bathroom <laughs> we've already <laughs> talked about hole sizes and that kind of thing but with the kids i think the key is you got to have them take everything off below mm. their shirt except mm. for their shoes because like i'm going to say especially the first couple times they go to the bathroom they get number two 90% chance that they step in it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay. So even if you're like, watch out, watch out, like they just are like, what's going on? And then, yeah, like into the poo they go. So um, that's my suggestion. Okay, there's that There's that hurdle. I feel like though when you're in the wilderness, there's like a million more ways. Well, I take that back. There's a million ways for a one-year-old to get hurt pretty much anywhere. There's there's more help, I guess, in the city. You know what I mean? So if you're out in the middle of nowhere and they get hurt, it's probably going to be a lot more tricky right for sure so that's another reason to think about the one two-year-old accompaniment um right okay 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 what what else you got let's keep going um let's talk about let's talk about the uh the fear of animals that some people might have like especially if you're a little kid right yeah so i think that the kids if you if they're they're used to car camping they're not going to have as much of a fear of that but definitely like not telling bear stories around the campfire like one time a bear came in Mm. and like ate my last bit of oatmeal on my backpack and we had a face off at thousand island lake like those (laughs) are the stories you want to tell on the backpacking trip um but at the same time we have to have a healthy respect for the animals and the younger they are the closer they need to stay with the adult so uh, when i first moved to colorado like whatever it was 12 years ago like we heard on the news there's a story of this family was going out for a day hike and they had a three-year-old that kind of like, I think they were like in sight, but the three-year-old kind of wandered a little ways off up the trail and a mountain lion came and snatched it and they never saw that three-year-old again. Wow. I can't, like even, that, imagine I can't that. even imagine that happening. No. That's so, crazy. Yeah. That's just crazy. Because you, you, it's like, you know, you're out on the trail and like, you know, we know like there's animals like that out there, but you just don't really think about it. Uh, no, it, and, happening. and because, right, and it's mainly the mountain lions that, that you're most concerned with. Um, yeah. I will say that there was a, this is, I think, in in Southern California in the San Bernardino Mountains. I heard a story 
of a Boy Scout troop that went and they they camped outside their tents. And one of the and it was like a younger Boy Scout group. Mm. And one of the kids did not do a good job cleaning up. Like he had like peanut butter still on his face at nighttime, <laughs> and woke oh. up to a bear licking his face. Oh wow! And freaked out, and that did not end well either. And he so, survived it. Did he survive it? Um, this is a this is from so long ago. I don't think he did though. Oh man. Yeah. That's crazy. so. I think that so you got to be pretty diligent um, about not instilling this fear, but just a healthy respect for the animals and just being smart about that sort of stuff, especially in bear country, mountain lion territory. So, which, which would lead me to the next topic of, of being dirty and staying clean, you know, uh, some parents, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you're this way or if you're, if you have friends that are this way, like we've got friends that like, they're like kids never go outside without shoes on. Like they want their kids to be clean, clean, clean. Mm. And if that's the case, like that is not a good fit for backpacking because Mm especially the younger they are like they're just like not only are they going to get super dirty like they will make you the dirtiest you've ever been so they will just like be so excited to run up to you kicking dirt up onto your body and it's just yeah you just got to be able to deal with that basically yeah 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 i don't i don't think my kids the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by john browning the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the u.s military from 1911 to 1985 while Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, MidwayUSA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. I have a problem with that. I mean... They're not going to be kicking dirt, obviously, but I think we don't have a problem like getting dirty and doing all that. I think one of my, my one of my daughter, my oldest daughter, is, is she doesn't like getting as messy. But I think if she sees it's fun and other people are doing it, she's like, okay, I'm cool. She's so in. I don't, you know, but like you're gonna get dirty. I'm thinking more like you know, make sure that you keep them clean in the sense of like the food scenario before you go to bed. Yeah, you know? I mean, obviously the hand sanitizer and clean their faces, like we, right. yeah. But you're just gonna be like, I have never been dirtier than when I brought my kids. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I've been pretty dirty, so. Well, you, All right. you get, you're pretty good, but yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, let's dive into the, um, the entertainment scenario. Okay. So this matters more with like kids being younger, but I think this is like the biggest thing. You don't want your kids complaining like, are we there yet? Or, you know, mm-hmm. or just I'm bored or this and that. So there's, there's like, I've read about all sorts of things like, hey, have a scavenger hunt, bring a journal, like write down all the crazy things you've seen, bring yeah. a camera, allow kids to take pictures. And those things work, I think, when you're in camp, 
but right. they're going to massively slow you down on the trail. And right. so we took, we went out hiking. This is just a day hike with a family um, in the local mountains, and they gave their kids cameras. And it was like a three mile hike, pretty mm. doable. But because, like, you have to be very aware of like time on the trail, right. because even if you're not like covering ground, it still feels like you've been out there for a long time. And so the kids can get obviously tired. And so they were taking pictures and we were not covering ground. So we weren't making, you know, it was like a quarter of a mile an hour or whatever. But they felt like we had been out for a while. They're like, like, where's the end of this trail? Like how far away is this? But we were so far away because they'd been taking so many pictures. And so, so then you give them the cameras in camp basically. Um, This actually, I'll get to that. I got some rules of the trail that this kind of coincides with, but as far as entertaining them though, like I'm up for telling stories, playing like verbal games where they can, you know, like we talked about the category game in one of our episodes, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. My daughter had such a bad experience with the bugs that one trip that she did not want to go backpacking again. And Mm. what won, won her back over was bringing a friend along, um, specifically her cousins. Like if she's got somebody to talk to that's her age, that's like gold. If you can find either members right. of your family or friends that are willing to go, like that's the best. Mm. But at some point, like as adults, we're going to peter out. And so I, as backup, will bring like an iPod shuffle mm-hmm. and I'll load like audiobooks, like kid audiobooks and music on there. And um, there was Good one night. trip I took. And again, my son was four years old and we had like six uphill miles to do. So too many miles that day. Ugh that I planned for and it was harder than I thought. And it ended, I think it ended up being like seven because like the trail didn't pop out exactly where I thought it would. Mm. And he was like the happiest camper because he was listening to some stories on the iPod, like no problems whatsoever. That's huge. So you want them to be tuned in, but I'm not saying you do this all the time, but you know, as a parent, you got to do what you got to do. If it makes them enjoy their time out there. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. That's a good idea. Okay. I like that. Um, no, I mean, I think, I think as long as you, I mean, it's always a challenge. I mean, I think that was a good idea. You want, obviously want to keep the, the train going, especially when you get kids. Cause it can take, you know, just going to the store for me takes forever. So imagine like right. trying to get somebody to hike four miles or whatever, it's going to be challenging. So, uh, it's like, you don't want to sure. be a Nazi, but you still at the same time want to keep people focused and moving. So I think that's a good idea. I like that iPod idea. Um, okay. I think there's people that are that are like yeah, we naysayers against that. I, saw, I even saw a post this week on Facebook about like if you're listening to music while you're on the trail, you're missing the point. And I was like, okay, I disagree. Strong. I, I don't there. know. Sometimes music enhances my experience out there. Depending for on, sure. I think there was for one sure. portion on a, a couple trips two two or three summers ago. Um, I always like to try and do a portion alone for a few miles, and I'll throw on like. Uh, some Celtic music, or I think I thought on Lord of the Rings or something. And it's, it, yeah. it, it like makes the surroundings that like come alive sometimes. <laughs> I don't know why. Right. But it's great. No, I like it, it a lot. It's great. People have their own ways of doing it and that, that's okay. That's cool. Right. Right. So I, I, man, this list is still going. I've got lots of things. Um, couple, couple quick things. A, a couple of years ago in backpacker magazine, they had some female woman expert that mm. wrote an article about this. And mm. she actually said, this was like, one of the funniest things I saw, she suggested bring sparklers, sparklers. for the kids for, for nighttime. Is that? Yeah. Okay. I mean. What do you think about that? Uh, I think I would lean more towards, I don't know. I mean, I like more like toys, games, maybe glow sticks. I like that. I think sparklers for yeah. me, I think I, if I'm not like at home where I can like handle handle that, I think when I grew when I was little, we grew up in a neighborhood and somebody had sparklers and a cherry bomb 
Mm. And they ended up setting an entire house on fire. <laughs> and so I think I've always been kind of like... <laughs> that's not funny, but... Well, like, it's not funny, but it's kind of like... wow. So I've always been kind of like hesitant with like that type of thing in the wild where there's lots of like pine needles and brush that can catch. I don't yeah. know. Things like no, that. I think sparklers are definitely, if you want to set the forest on fire, that's what you bring. Right. And if you have, like, if you're trying to, like, train your kids as pyromaniacs, like, that's definitely up, up their alley. Other than that, no yeah. business has, does it have being in the back. And you know that I love starting fires, and I'm not about that at all, though. I think not that's... Not so forest fires, I don't think, though, No, right? no. I think that's just okay. asking for trouble. You know what I mean? So... Right. Right, right. So, anyway, I just thought that was funny. But, yeah, games and toys, stuff that, the, yeah, can get dirty. Right. Um... So my rules for the trail that I'll actually tell people that to tell their kids or to kind of train their kids mm. with, which helps them basically have a successful trip. First of all, if you're bringing younger kids, you don't want to hike more than a mile per year that they are. So like if I bring right. a four-year-old, I violated that. I had my son hike six or seven miles. That was way out of his league or it should have been. Um, so that was inappropriate. So he, he should have hiked four miles the most that day. Mm. So... Um, teenagers can obviously go more. I always say like, you need to always be hiking forwards and not backwards. So like what I mean by that is if you have covered 10 feet ahead and then you see something you're excited and then you like run 10 feet back to like, tell me, Mm. then you've got to go 10 feet again. Mm -hmm. You now have covered triple that distance. That's in depth, man. That's in depth. Yeah. But true. So you you don't want to you want to be as efficient as possible. So forwards versus backwards. So are you like hiking on the trail and you're like, don't look back here, eyes forward. You know, are you like trying to? They can look back. They just can't hike back. <laughs> <laughs> what if you twist your ankle and then you need some help? But it's like, nope, sorry, Dad. Bye. Well, they should be within. Yeah, and that's another rule. Is just to, they should be pretty close by and within sight. Okay. Anyway, if they're older, like they still need to stop at junctions anyway. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, and then. When and this kind of goes with the cameras and the journals thing, like when you're stopped, you're taking a break, great time for that stuff. Mm. Like when you're stopped, you're stopped. Look around, you know, like grab some sticks, do some sword fights, whatever. But when you're hiking, you're hiking. Mm. Um, I actually hiked with a kid from another family who would like stop all of a sudden, like so suddenly that I almost like like took him out on the trail. Like I just almost barreled into him because it was I just wasn't expecting, right. you know, he kind of started daydreaming a little bit. Right. And so so that was kind of one of my rules for that. Okay. Those are the main rules I got. Those are intense, man. But Anything you want to add or no, take down? I mean, I think you hit all the the big points pretty much. Um, I think those are all important things. You know, I think, you know, applying the whole thing where you stop at junctions. Um, so it's kind of, I mean, that's always been good for us, I think, too. I think it's a good rule of thumb just so you don't get too separated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right. I like those. Those are good. And the last, okay, so I got I to throw one more. I just feel like I could go on and on about this. But one more thing is okay. the more engaged you can have them before the trip, the, the more likely your trip's going to be fun. So like helping them plan like the shopping food for the and the food. treats they're going to get. Yeah. yeah. Having them even like on the trail, like, you know, you're at a junction. Which way do you go? Show them the map. Have them kind of basic map reading skills. So Yeah, yeah. Or, do that. or even helping with the, uh, the firewood too. Like this is good firewood. This is bad firewood. Right. All that kind yep. of stuff. All that for stuff. Sure. Okay. okay. I, so you have a. I got a scenario. Go ahead. I got. I got a couple yeah, okay. of scenarios for you. And, okay. And uh, we're gonna see, you know, what you would do in these in these situations. Okay. So. Okay. So am I, I'm I'm the trip leader. I've got kids with me. You're the correct? trip leader. Um, you have kids with you. You. This crazy scenario will happen. Okay. okay. There's two. Okay. So, you're out on the trail, uh, and you have. 
let's say they're like under six years, six, they're under seven years old, let's say. Okay. Uh, they're each carrying a pack that's maybe, I don't know, 10 pounds. Nothing too crazy. Um, and you guys are a mile and a half from camp, and all of a sudden, the girl, the little girl, uh, twists her ankle. She falls down. She's like, oh my gosh, my ankle hurts. So I can't, even, I can't go on. I can't, I can't walk. I need a break. Mm. The other little boy, the whole time, um, has been feeling hungry and tired, but he hasn't really been saying it. But now he's just like, great. Now we got to stop. Now I'm just like, I am so hungry. I'm so tired. He's going like hangry mode where he's angry at everything. Um, mm-hmm. This all kind of hits the fan at the same time. You're a mile and a half out. What do you do? From camp. Okay. From camp. And you got to make it to camp. Right? And you got to like survive take... it. Yeah. What are you, you going to do? Okay. So both of those have actually happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. They don't usually happen at the same time. But my daughter actually last year, or this year, no, on our um, spring hike, she twisted her ankle. Mm. Um, she's actually having a friend that was continuing to go along. She had both a friend and her cousin like that was enough for her. So one of the things that we've tried to train our kids on is just having grit, like not just letting them bow out of things. Like if they commit to something, they got to make it. And then right. when they do make it, we reward them, praise them, encourage them to, to show like, Hey, you did it. And so, so she toughed it out and her foot hurt. I mm. think it was worse than I, than I thought it was. But if it's really like, if they're crying right. and they're having a hard time, then I think that's when that's when it's good to have, you know, mom along who can, Mm. like show more compassion than I <laughs> you're like do. let's go come on let's get out of here i'm like tough it up yeah suck up kid um yeah no mom is super helpful with the kids for sure so now would you but i would have her would you take their packs from them yeah 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 i'll do whatever like dude i'd take your i'd take your pack from you when you have a hard time a guy, so yeah. of course i do with a kid wow what a guy yeah so i would have them if there's a like a stream nearby just have them soak it in the stream to keep, keep the swelling down sure. um kind of referencing the gear list as well we'd have some some like you know painkiller like kid-friendly painkiller medicine that i mm-hmm. give them and then have them walk slow at first meanwhile like if, if you get a hangry kid like you gotta stop and feed that kid right away like if it's gonna push right. you you know in camp later that's fine because right. you know you just want to keep keep those carbs going and yeah, yeah. keep the energy talk flowing. them down talk so, them down yeah yeah, these are those. Are, this is good. These, those are actually realistic scenarios that could happen. That's a good one. Dude. Um, if it's you know, if it's a serious injury where like legitimately the kid can't go, right. and let's say it's you're like a mile and a half until you're coming out, you might you know until you're like to the trailhead, like you may have to carry your kid. You may have to you know get some help in that case. Because I was going to say like if you had to carry her, you can't carry mm-hmm. her her backpack. The other kid, like what if there's too much to carry? You know what I mean? Like do you just have to leave stuff on the trail? So it sounds like you don't believe that i can carry all that stuff i mean i know your shoulders have problems so i'm just trying to think would you need to you know leave a, the chair on the, on the trail or something you, know? you can definitely double back and grab you some stuff and to, hide yeah. some stuff stash it i've had to do that before so kids are priority obviously I, right so you have to um kids are the priority you gotta, <laughs> no you no, i think you stash the kid and they come back for the kid i thought you were right. gonna say like well i don't want to leave my new backpack on the trail so <laughs> i'll create right. a sled from it and drag them out. Um, that's not bad, dude. I <laughs> give like, me your, that's good. Give me your next scenario. I have a feeling this one's going to be a little bit harder. Oh, it'll be harder for sure. All right, you are. Uh, let's see. You're you're three miles in on a th- okay. on a three mile trip. It's not a big trip, but you're three miles in. So you're. So, you, so we're at camp. You're. Mm, no, let, let's let's change that a little bit. Let's say you're three. 
<laughs> Let's say you're three miles in on a seven-mile trip. Okay. And uh, it's semi-remote, not a lot of traffic. Maybe you've seen a couple people throughout the day. Um, you have a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. You are okay. carrying a 45-pound pack because you got your stuff, probably the tent, food. You know, you're right. obviously carrying more weight because you, you got kids. They are each carrying maybe the 10 to 12-pound pack. Um, so now you're okay. out there, and all of a sudden, you just wreck your ankle. You fall down. You're like, oh, gosh. I don't know if I can walk. for like This is going to be really hard. Do you whip out your REI collapsible crutches or what <laughs> what do you do here? And and let's say it's well, like maybe I like and I assume you started pretty early, so let's say it's like maybe just two o'clock in the afternoon. I'll be I'll be realistic. Well, I've wrecked my ankle a million times, so I just typically walk it off. If you're talking like just a, a sprain, like I would tough that well, out. I for know sure. you, you have like moderate grit, so I know you can handle that. So <laughs> if it was a if it was a if it was like a like a Break. heavy, heavy like it hurts to put pressure on this thing. Derek, I would I would try to tough it out. If I couldn't, like I typically aren't I'm not taking my kids unless my wife's there, so I would have her carry some of the gear. If we were with another family, which we usually are, I would have them carry some of the gear as well. Um, I'd still have some of the gear and then I'd, I'd tr- if I couldn't tough it out, I'd I'd build some sort of a splint and I think I'd just tough it out. You just like deal with I mean, you have to shorten the distance of the trip, obviously. Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to know the trail. Like, is this point to point? Are we doing a loop? Is there like a like a cut across or something? Let's, like, let's I'd, say it was like a loop. Maybe you could cut across. Yeah, so I definitely shorten the trip, or like have everybody else go ahead, and then if it was a well traveled trail, I, I would cut across or cut to the right. You know, to the campground a little earlier. I don't. That isn't. That's not usually. That's not usually possible. So I don't know if that's gonna work. But I think that. Yeah, like I'm not somebody who likes to spoil a trip or ruin a trip or be the, the result of somebody ruining a trip. So I would try to tough it out just, yeah, just to make the trip happen. I might think you would do that on purpose just to ruin a trip, you know? Like, I'm going to break my ankle <laughs> on this trip. Well, what would you do? Well, I mean, what, okay, if it's, you're in the three, halfway through that loop and that happens, yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I think I'm I'm kind of like you. Like I'm dad. I have to, I have to suck this up as much as I possibly humanly can. You know. So knowing after the death march that I can handle quite a bit of mental strain. I think um, yes, I would definitely maybe make that trip an out and back. Like hey, let's just find a camp spot, reassess in the morning. Um, let me try to stabilize this foot or ice it or not ice it, but you know, cool down in a river or something. And mm-hmm. see what happens if, and see how I feel in the morning. And then if we have to go back, then um, we figure out how to get me up and moving for those those three miles back. But uh, gotcha. I don't think I would plan on continuing. If there's a majority of the trip left, I, I think I would maybe be smart and avoid that. If it's depending on the severity of the ankle. Um, okay. You know, you kind of have to like assess when you're there, but. You don't want to put other people in danger too, because you got to think like they're going to be carrying a lot of extra weight now. It's going to be harder. So, yeah, you know what I mean. I actually don't feel too bad about making other people carry a lot of extra weight because I feel like <laughs> I know you don't. I've earned enough um, like credit from doing that so many times before that like I feel like you just you know like there's days when you're the one carrying it, there's days when somebody else is carrying it, and kind of all evens out at the end. So right? even even with your kids, yeah. I mean, I know I know with us you don't care because I'm looking at the gear list and all the stuff I get to carry this year, and that's fine. Right. But 
with your kids, it's like, well, they don't know about all that crap. They don't, they don't care about that. They're, they're just like, <laughs> now I got to carry the water filter too? Ugh. Yeah, it's funny. My daughter actually accidentally grabbed the water filter um, after a break on, on that long day. I was just telling you about the six miles that turned into seven miles, and she carried it, and I didn't know that she had it. Mm. And I wasn't, like, I was trying to make it, make their packs as lightweight as possible. And yeah. um, she, like, at one point I'm like, I think we left the water filter back at the stream. And then we found it like at the end of the day, like she had it and it ended up being like a point of pride for her. She's like, she still brings it up. Like you didn't know I had the water filter the whole time. Like I carried it. Like, you know, it was whatever it was, 12, 12 extra ounces, not a big deal. But for her, it was like, Hey, I carried some group gear. And so it ended up being like a champion, kind of a positive thing. Yeah. I hope you uh, commended her. I'm sure you did. Oh yeah. Dude, those are good scenarios, man. I think, I think a lot of this though, we kind of keep on referencing some different gear things you might have. Mm. And so maybe I'll throw the kind of the family gear list out. It's like a Google Doc I can throw on the Facebook page if you're really interested. Obviously, people can make it their own, but it includes kind of the toys and the clothes and the. Um, it doesn't have like all the, the specific gear. Like we use right. Deuter Fox Forty backpacks for the kids, which I think are awesome because they adjust so much. Like the kids can use those for years and years. Mm. Um, but it'll have just kind of basic ideas there. Okay, and so, some food so ideas any, too. So if you want more details. Messages on the Facebook page. Or just look at the Facebook page. Or just look at it. Yeah. That's good, too. Okay. Okay. So... You ready? Is it time, is it time for trivia? It's trivia. It's it's not really... Tr- well, sure. We'll call it trivia. This is just more of a, a humorous question that I created. Um, I don't even know if you can answer this because it's so ridiculous. But okay. it's kind of funny to think about. Because um, you know that some of this stuff has actually happened um, somewhere in the wilderness. Uh <laughs> and would I do most of, or any of this stuff? Probably not. But you know, somewhere on some trail, some parent has done this to their kids or for their kids or whatever you want to call it. Okay. So here we go. Um, how do you show your kids tough love? I'm going to give you some ABCs. You ready? Or, or some, okay. op- some, some options, multiple choice. Is there going to be an all the above option? There's not. No. Okay. Do you show your kid tough love by the following? You ready? Okay. A, positive attitude. B, snacks. C, letting them start a fire with matches and lighter fluid. <laughs> D, have them carry your 40-pound pack for three miles to, quote, toughen them up. Or E, uh, only give them some pine needles and an emergency blanket to sleep with outside to experience nature. I got mm. F. Give them a compass <laughs> and say, see you at the car. <laughs> or G, let them clean the nine millimeter. And oh finally, gosh. H, you put honey on their hands and go bear fishing. Like, <laughs> how many of these things do you think people, <laughs> like, how do you show your kids up? Where did you find this question? You clearly did not make this question up. I made this up. I made the whole thing up. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, the bear on the honey was from that story we heard that we talked yeah, yeah, about yeah. in previous episodes. But uh, okay. I mean, you know that there's people who've done some of this stuff. I was thinking about this. And I was looking yeah. at some random stories online, and it made me think about. I bet you there's some parents who were like brought a gun on a trip where there's bears or whatever, and like hold my gun, son, while I get my you know, you know, stuff like this has happened because people are crazy. Like at first, I thought you were trying to like have me figure out what the definition of tough love was. Cause like your first three <laughs> answers were not tough love at all. Like giving the kids snacks. How's that tough love? <laughs> you caught on to that. Good. Okay. Yeah. But 
I think, and then obviously carrying the 40-pound pack, like if they were a teenager maybe, but... Sure, yeah, that's different. I forget what letter it was, but it was something like with the pine needles and like start your own fire give kind them, of thing. Give them pine needles and an emergency blanket to sleep outside yeah. to experience nature. I think there's that, and there's one with a compass. I think I'm going to combine those. Okay. And when they were old enough, yeah. I would have them go with like a buddy. Yeah. Or at least I'd probably have my son do this. Um, go with a buddy and like challenge, if they were up for it, challenge them to be like, hey, I want you to spend a night in the mountains and here's, you know, basically here's what you have to survive. Like, can you do this? Have we taught you enough over the years for you to be able to make this happen? Do you know what you're doing? And I wouldn't I'd give them more than that, obviously, but I'd have them, you know, I'd help them plan out the trip. They're going to go on a trail and they're going to, they're going to do it. Now, depending upon their age, I might actually like shadow them secretly and then <laughs> spy on love, them to, I would love to, to make sure that. they're safe. But from their point of view, they would, you know, they would, they would think that they were on their own. I would love so. to see you shadow somebody like a mile back. That would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Just like peek behind the tree, like one of those things. I get and to then, see like, your son be like, is that my, is that my dad back there? Like, There's the, no way he's around here. What the junk? Yeah. That would no, be hilarious. I, so For sure. Yeah. So you like, you drop him off and then let him like, okay, see you guys later. And then like, you know. Yeah. That's, that's creepy, man. Um, I, I'd bring you with me. We could do it together. I would do it with you. That'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. For sure. So that's, so, uh, you know, I don't even know if you can answer that. It's not really supposed no, to I be did. answered. I did. I combined two of the answers. I said, that's how I'm going to show him tough love. I'm going to give him that okay. kind of So it's kind of like a rite of passage for him. Is that yeah, what? for sure, man. Okay. Like when I was in high school, we had something not quite that intense, but along those lines where we had a rite of passage yeah. kind of bonding experience with my basketball team where we went to Joshua Tree National Park. And that's what actually mm. like made me want to be, you know, like a backpacker. Okay. Okay. That's fair. So, yeah. I like that. That's good, man. Anything else we want to add before we wrap up today, or how are you feeling? So the next time we're going to do our our podcast, I think it's going to be from the trail. Like, this is our June episode, we're, our July episode. This will be, like, the only time we can actually record an episode, like, where we're physically next to each other, which will be awesome. It'll be an experience. And we'll have ample guests that will join us, either intentionally or short times unintentionally. Yeah. They'll crash, for uh, sure. Yeah. So I, th- I don't know what night of the trip we're going we're gonna to try to pull this off. But I think what we kind of fun real quick, Derek, is like, do you have a prediction for the trip, for our big kind of main event trip this year? Something that's going to happen, whether it's like a trip saboteur or mm. something surprising that's going to happen that we can either confirm or, or deny by the time we do our next episode. I feel like somebody will get lost. Some, or somebody, somebody's going to get separated for something ridiculous. Well, we are going off trail for a good chunk, chunk of yeah. it, so that something's going to happen when we go off trail. That's my, okay. I don't know what, but something's going to happen. You know what I mean? So, so you don't think we're going to, yeah, I mean, I'm going to try to require everybody to stay close together yeah. uh, within sight on that section, but you, you don't think that's going to be enough? Well, you know how they are. Like, even if we're like, hey, let's separate a little bit and stay with Derek or Carl, they both have a map, and then, the, you know, somebody's just going to peel off and do their own, you know, I don't know, you know. It's that's what's fun about it, but that's what's kind of like you hold your breath about it too, right? Yeah. So, okay, but it'll that's be fun question. to. Uh, we'll have to figure out when to do the podcast. The best time to do it, maybe later in the trip when yeah. some dramas happened, and then uh, right, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, we'll put that. Pa- so I've got a prediction. Yeah, myself. So this is the first year that I think I don't I don't know if I mentioned this in a previous episode or not, where mm-hmm. I broke down who's bringing what gear 
for uh, for group gear, like who's who's required to carry that gear, mm. um, which I think will help help because it's kind of more evenly divides up the group gear. But also at the end of the trip, I can look at that list and be like, oh, you have this. Can you give this back to me? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I think that's cool. But I included like all the camera gear gear that we bring, which there's quite a bit of it. and It's kind of heavy, right? And so I think that there's gonna be my prediction is that one of the guys who's not who's kind of like the one guy who's not as excited about us bringing camera gear <laughs> is going to not like the amount of gear he's carrying. And he's going to give part of his gear to somebody else, probably one of the weaker links in the group and make them carry it. I, I already know who you're thinking of, but I won't say. So it's good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. What do you think? Is that, I think that's likely, totally unlikely. I, that's definitely possible. Yeah, definitely possible. I'm going to say like 95% chance. I would probably agree with you. So here's what I'm planning to do, talking about like who's taking somebody's gear and that kind of thing. And like if 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 this person does, I think I'm just gonna grab all of their group gear and try to shame them into carrying it the next day. <laughs> Public shame? You can do it. <laughs> be like, you don't want you can't you don't want to carry group gear. It's fine. I'll just carry all of it and I'll just take the whole thing. Like he's responsible for a super lightweight tent. Is is his respo- yeah. his only responsibility? Yeah. That's so true. that's true. I'll just take the whole tent. I'll throw it in my pack. <laughs> Uh, and then the next day he'll he'll be shamed. Such to a, you're it. such a martyr. I love it. I love it. <laughs> such a martyr. <laughs> oh man, we'll see what funny. happens. All right, uh, uh, that's all I got, man. That's all you got. All right, let's. Should we wrap it up then? Call it a night. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in to our summertime episode. We'll have another one for you next month, like Carl said, uh, mid mid July sometime, and. Um, Put it on the Facebook page. If there's any topics that you guys are thinking about, you want to talk about or hear about for season two coming up, we'd love to discuss anything you guys have a passion or an interest about. Um, continue to visit that Facebook page. Review that Apple iTunes or Google Play and give us a review. And we appreciate everything you guys are doing and the um, the uh, all the ears listening out there to Backpacking and Blisters. We love you guys, and we will see you next month from the trail. This is Carl and Derek signing off. Have a good one. And remember, it's not backpacking unless there's a few blisters along the way. So, yeah. You almost forgot that. I want to fly around the world. Oh, all right. We are we're here. We are out on the trail. It is beautiful. I'm excited. This is a once a year deal where we can do the podcast live on the trail. Carl's got all the gear. You got everything, Carl? You got it all? You got you got everything sweet. Okay, we're setting it up. I got it. All right. You forgot the mic. Awesome. Well, there's always next year. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.